Welcome to the More Than More podcast, education edition, where we help you build a better business. All right. I have three very special guests with me today. I'm super excited to have them all. Um, we just did a class last week on open houses um, and kind of talking about in the context of bringing things back to the basics. So I brought in three special guests today to help us talk about open houses, why open houses are important again, and why we're co- using the context of back to basics with this. Um, talking some prep prep work, marketing before, during, and after, and just some conversations to convert while we're in open houses. So um, please welcome Jen Harmon, Jacob Simon, and Kyle Clarkson at the table. Everybody say hi. Thank Hello. you. Hello, guys. Thank you. Yeah. So good, con- uh, um, different open house styles, I would say, doing different open houses in different homes, um, new, new construction, resale. So I've got a good variety here um, with these three. So I think this should be a fun conversation. So, um, Kyle, I'm going to kick off with you. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So why opens? Why, um, I mean, just in the context of doing this instruction and going back to these courses, back to the basics, why open houses now? Well, it was very difficult to do an open house over the last couple of years. Yeah. We had transitioned to doing them day you list it, put it that night so you can get some activity. Yeah. Uh, as the market more normalizes, I think there's a place to get back to Okay, let's do open house in Des Moines area. I think Sunday is the best time to do it, you know, in that one to four range, whether it's one to three, one, two to four. But uh, it definitely can be a spoke. And yeah. I know there are many agents that uh, have generated a decent amount of business and income by routine, routinely doing mm-hmm. open houses. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. And so, Jen, I know um, you've been sitting in some new construction open houses um, and doing those for a while. And even in the time when maybe open houses really weren't happening as much. Um, Just maybe tell me about some of your experiences from when you first started doing them till now. Have you seen the shift? Have you seen a change? Um, Yeah. So I have been doing mostly new construction open houses and I did start doing that in 2020 even. Um, Mm -hmm. So masks, uh, hand sanitizer, all of that stuff. We saw some decent traffic in those. Um, People who were in the market for houses were coming out and looking for opportunities to get in those and safely walk around. Um, So those those were successful for our builder during that time. Yeah. And so have you seen any kind of shift from then until now? Is it different? Is it same? Um, It seems like now there's less traffic. Okay. Um, Even though it may seem safer to be out. People feel more comfortable making their own appointments to come through. Um, Also, people are able to travel and get out and do other fun (laughs) things, and they're not necessarily going out to open houses on Sundays. Sundays. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, totally agree. Um, Totally agree. And so let's just kind of remind everybody, pretend I'm brand new, Jacob. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, One of my success coaches tells me, you know, this should be a spoke of mine. I should give it a try. Um, What's kind of the number one thing that that new agents need to know about why opens um and are we there to actually sell the house or what are we actually doing there uh selling the house is obviously a big pro so uh but that's not why you're there right you're there for buyer leads and i think if you do it properly you can generate seller leads as well um by doing well by door knocking and getting out in the neighborhood so yeah i think it's an interesting shift for me as well because i've grown up doing open houses and you know the house is going to sell you don't have to do anything super special okay to make it sell um and you're going to have traffic, but if you do it properly, you can turn those people into leads. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. The number one reason we are in those homes, I mean, maybe don't, I mean, I'm pretty awesome with my sellers on this, like as far as like the purpose of an open house, um, cause it wasn't one of my spokes. Um, but yeah, it is for lead generation purposes. So if we really attack it the right way, which is what we're going to spend some time on. Um, yeah, now it can not, be a lead generation You're not telling your strategy. seller that, are you? I'm actually pretty open with them about it. 
I mean, you can. Uh, Anna just closed one last week, four hundred fifty thousand. Did yeah. an open house on a listing we had. And yeah. So you certainly can sell it. Yeah. So you're telling your sellers that it's. I, a, I do. I say for those who ask me in listing presentations, do you do open houses? My typical answer is, well, did you know why agents are actually sitting in those open houses? Um, under 2% of homes actually sell from an open house. So I'm going to do the the best I can do in other promotion areas. But if that's something that's super duper important to you, we think it's going to be a good strategy. I can find another agent maybe to do that for us. How's that? Was that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're all different. You yeah. Know, it's okay. It's not one of my spokes, so yeah. that wasn't something that I was cho- so choosing. So you're trying to, to talk them out of open houses. Some of my sellers, yeah. Depends. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, Kyle, I'm going to go back to you. New construction versus resale. So just um, Jen's been sitting in some new, new construction. Um, have you seen a shift? So you're having different agents on your team who are still doing opens both in new construction and resale, what do you what do you kind of see in what the differences between the two? Yeah, so I mean, when you're working with a builder, there's an expectation you are going to hold it open. You know, maybe yeah. it's not every week, but certainly probably at least every other week. Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> a lot of times uh, with new construction, you may have that one house, but they may have other homes in other developments, other plans. They could maybe looking for a custom build off it. So yeah. there's a lot more that probably uh, potential for selling them something uh, of that you know, if I'm doing a DR Horton or whatever, yeah. that, that is that builder. So yeah. um, there's certainly with new construction, a little more that, that goes into it about actually selling yeah, a house than a absolutely. normal seller. I agree yeah. with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, and I would say just for any new agent that are looking for opens, um, go go talk to agents that have the builders. Go, I mean, mm-hmm. they don't have to be your listings. Um, you just heard me say, I, I would go find somebody. So yeah, I mean, there, there are people who are looking for help with open houses, which I think is how both Jen and Jacob, you kind of got started, not necessarily your own listings, but with um, other people's um, listings, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right. So um, let's talk some prep work and we're going to have this different than the marketing, marketing piece of this, because we're going to dig into the before, during and after of the marketing strategy um, to really, like Jacob said earlier, really double down on what we're going to do our efforts. Um, so just tell me some general, Jacob, I'll start with you. What are some things you're doing other than the marketing just to get ready for the open house on Sundays or whenever you're having it? Yeah, I think the, there's so many different things that you can do. And I think there's so many different ways you can have success with open houses. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you hear about having big parties at open houses and sometimes that might not be right, especially in Des Moines Mm -hmm. and depending on the marketplace. Um, but I think the more research that you can do to be I mean, one for yourself, extremely confident and comfortable with what you're talking about. Um, you might get random questions from people and the more that you know, you know, you know, the no, excuse me, you know, the answers and you yeah. have done your research, you're going to be able to answer those questions. And yeah. I think um, for me, the research on the front end is very important. So whether that's recent listings that have been in the area or other things that are currently live in the area, um, knowing kind of some comparison details knowing about the schools and having all that stuff to pass out to people as well. Yeah. So even again, if it's not your listing, like you maybe have to do even more research just on the house itself, but understanding the market around this particular house, because yeah, you are going to get questions. Um, So you want to be as prepared as you possibly can. Um, Talk me some other, um, through other prep work, Jen, that you're doing um, to get ready for these opens. Yep. Uh, Since I stay with my builder in their certain developments, you know, getting those RPR, um, Uh, kind of marketing materials together so that I have the information, like Jacob said, to the schools and um, what's going on in the community. Yeah. Having that available, getting signs out, uh, kind of pointing people towards the homes that I will be in, and then having some information about other builds nearby and um, just being prepared to speak to 
what we have available or what we have coming on the horizon. Good. That speaks to what Kyle was kind of saying earlier. So like with the builder, um, you're going to know more about their product, right? And then what other options they have available. In a resale, I think the number one thing you can do is know other other homes that are like this mm-hmm. out there, right? That would be a, a smart thing to know. If this isn't the home for them, I've got some other options that might be a good fit for you. Yeah, if you go back to, you were talking in the beginning, if this is about lead generation, yeah, you know, we work a lot of Zillow. Well, if somebody calls on a Zillow lead, well, we're not only trying to show that house, we're trying to show them other homes. Exactly. And so if I'm sitting in an open house with that same philosophy of mind, like, okay, what else is out there? If they're yep. coming through my $275,000 house in Ankeny, mm-hmm. what what else is available? 250 to 300 And yeah. to know that and yep. then be prepared to say, hey, you know, 4.30 or whatever time, we could go look at a few of these others if you wanted to. So Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I like how you even said, my house is 375 or 275. I'm going to go 250 to 300. I want to know slightly below and I want to know slightly above because they may not even know the listing price when they're walking in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have not been pre-qualified or anything. They have kind of no idea on their budget, maybe. So I kind of have to have all those answers ready to go. Good. Um, specific to Jacob, you mentioned earlier, kind of alert, I mean, talking to the neighbors, right? And you said door knocking specifically. So tell me a little bit more about how how and why you go about that? I think it just helps mainly with exposure. Um, and then if you talk on the seller lead side of things, if you're door knocking <clears throat> and getting those people to even just stop by, or even if they don't stop by, you're yeah. having the opportunity to meet more people. So um, doing that, especially ahead of time, gives them the opportunity to know that what's going on in the neighborhood, why is or why are there so many people here? Why are there cars outside? Yeah. Um, and letting them know that they feel or they can feel free to stop over as well. Yeah. Um, I think that just gives a good reputation with you and someone else. And uh, whether they sell the next week because they see that their neighbor's house went for more than they thought it would, right? Or you know, six months, twelve months. I mean, you're just getting in front of more people. So. Yeah, you have, you potentially want to be an option for them if they're going to think about real estate things after that. And I love also that you said all these people are people that know people, right? If you don't look at them as like, they have to be a buyer or seller when they walk in the door and you look at this as adding to your database, adding to your lead generation possibility, um, then yes, inviting those neighbors in is a super smart strategy. Um, Have you, um, do you do door hangers? Do you literally knock on their door? Do you do a mailer? Like, how are you inviting them typically in? I think door hangers would be something I'd like to do. Um, I've just knocked or especially um, even talked to my, like, that one in Johnson, Kyle, that we had, we talked to a lot of their neighbors, even when we were there just for the first listing appointment and yeah. asking even your seller what's going on around here, who can we know and like, and um, they'll probably provide a good introduction as well. So Awesome. Okay. Um, before we go to the actual marketing strategy, because that's a lot of where this is leading to, getting people there and all around it and all those thing, kinds of things, is there any more prep work, things that you always have on site? So Jen, you mentioned, um, you know, the RPR reports, having those kinds of things. Anything else that you recommend having on site just for anybody new listening to this? I bring along a buyer's packet. Um, okay. I have several of those so that if I have a conversation with somebody who is not working with another agent, that I've got some marketing material on me to give them something as they walk away. And if okay. they think of other questions or maybe that house wasn't right for them, that they've got my information and some of the processing infographics so that they can get those pre-approvals started. So okay, it kind good. of starts my conversion with them. Okay. And this is kind of random. I don't even have this on the list, but as you were saying that, has anybody ever done one with a lender, like had a lender partner with you while you're doing your open, just as a kind of a share the space? When I've done a, a mega open house, I yeah. uh, have certainly had a lender help uh, not only be on site, but contribute to some of the expenses. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is a mega open? We kind of skip that a little bit. So what's a mega just to kind of differentiate then? Uh, so haven't done one in a couple of years, but 
you know, we had a couple homes for sale. So we did it, you know, twice in one year, right before COVID, but we had a couple homes for sale in a neighborhood. One, we had three, another one, we had two. And so we thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity. Let's drive as much traffic as we can. So it was a couple weeks of worth of planning. You know, we were doing some giveaways. We sent postcards to the neighbors. I invited my SOI. Cool. Um, I have in my garage now, probably 50 open house signs. <laughs> okay. uh, we wrapped them in balloons, put them on every corner. I remember even Barb Wiedemann came and drove by and said, well, I just followed your balloons here. I wanted to see what <laughs> was going on. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And so um, we had a golf cart on site that was driving people back right. to each of the three. I had a food truck there. Uh, so we kind of planned this, you know, this huge event and, you know, probably had a couple hundred people through, you know, these two or three houses. So there was some added expense to that, Absolutely. you know, when you're doing something like that. So it was natural to, you know, uh, connect with a, a lender and say, hey, you want to contribute to this? Be there, be involved. And, yeah. you know, that's, uh, you know, some of what we did for, you know, that mega open house. Yeah. So. And I, th- I look at that like it's kind of like creating your own agent tour. And mm-hmm. then I like that you said you invite your SOI too. So it's kind of a client party having the food truck. I mean, getting lots and lots of traffic there. Um, and it is more, more strategic when you do have possibly more than one house in an area that yeah. you're trying to market at the same and time. I'm not going to throw it together today to do this Sunday, right? right? Absolutely so a little not. more planning <laughs> with it, but especially times I would do it if there's multiple homes in a neighborhood, yeah. uh, new construction. One of the times I did it there, we had three new construction houses in the neighborhood. That was perfect time to do it. If I was in my farm, if I was, yes. if I was farming a neighborhood and I had a listing in that neighborhood, I would plan this thing, you know, weeks in advance, have it hit the market Thursday. I would do a mega open house on Sunday you know, have the food truck there because if that's a place you want have done business and want to continue to do business, yeah, I think that's a great way to drive traffic there and get your name out. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so Jacob, you were nodding your head too when I said, "Have you done with a lender?" So how has that been beneficial for you, or how why have you chosen to do it that way? Sometimes I think there's two things that stick out on that. I think one just controlling traffic because if you do get a lot yeah. of people through, I mean, there have been open houses that I've had where you can't even get the opportunity to talk to everyone, yeah. and that feels like a bummer because it. You're Missed just opportunity, opportunity, right? right yeah. um, but also, I think it helps to have them there so that one, they can hand out. Uh, well, first, they can pay for some of it if, if needed. Um, <laughs> Sharing costs is good. They, yeah. Two, they can uh, help answer financing questions because yes. I think you know a lot of the times when you're sitting in open house, I think it's important to remember that you have no idea who's coming through that door. Absolutely. Like Kyle's talking about with Azilly, you know they at least want to see this house. Right. These open house people, they could be the neighbor. Yep. They could have. This could be the first home they've seen. They could have an agent and be ready to write an offer tomorrow with them. You know, you yeah. never know. And so yeah. um, just creating that good ambiance and starting that conversation with them is yeah. a really good way to go. So Yeah, and like you said, the, the lender can then help you have financing yeah. conversations yeah. for people that walk in the door that have no idea where they're at yeah. in the process, right? That's good. Okay. All right. That was just kind of a side note. That I was, let's go to the marketing strategy now. Do you have something else? Okay. Well, I just wanted to say, when you, this goes into the marketing, but when we're t- trying to drive traffic to an open house, I think about my listing. We are very strategic in when we do these open houses. Yeah. It's not just, hey, let's do an open house this weekend, but what can we do to generate traffic ahead of time? So we do it around a new listing. Yeah. So if I'm listing one, okay, let's list it Thursday. We're going to have an open house on yeah. Sunday. It's new to the market. Good. I think you're going to have some natural traffic. <clears throat> if I'm going to do one after that, like, well, let's talk about a price reduction. Yeah. So if I'm listed at 300, Mr. Marcelo, how about on Monday we drop the price? Tuesday we, we get an open house in there because- I use Zillow, but that's where most people go to, to look. Right. Well, if I've got that house saved, I'm going to see, okay, there's a price. price. Oh, wait, there's an open house on Sunday. Yeah. So we want to be strategic in how we do that, right? right? I'm not going to do a price reduction Monday and then two weeks later do an open house. I'm probably going to do it around each other. Yeah. So I think that's some of the, you know, again, 
lead gen, we're trying to get as many people through the door as we can. So we want to be very strategic in, in how we do that. So yeah. that was just a, something that came to mind as we were yeah. talking about Strategic traffic. listing marketing. This is all about that, yep. you know, not just about the open house necessarily. Yep. Good. Okay. Um, all right. So let's get into the marketing. So that's kind of where we're naturally going anyway. So just marketing before, during, and after. Um, we already mentioned potentially inviting the neighbors in with some sort of, Kyle mentioned postcards um, before. Um, we mentioned maybe doing door hangers, literally knocking on their doors and inviting them in. Um, what else are we doing to really prep for um, the marketing piece of getting that foot traffic there on Sunday? Jen, do you want to kick off on just marketing? What else are, what else are we doing before um, the actual open house? Um, Facebook posts are handy to be able to get out there. And then also one of the things that came up with our uh, most recent open house training was just talking about getting, um, sponsored ads going out. So, okay, you know, yeah. throwing five or $10 at that, getting that to some of those people that are looking in that area. Um, and just getting out there and making people aware um, of the event. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Signs is a big question. I always get lots of questions on, um, on signs. How many signs are you putting out, Jen? I mean, like you said, you're a lot of times getting, you're lucky enough to have them in the same place, right? So it makes it a little bit easier, but how many signs, I'm going to go to everybody, get ready for this signs. How many signs are you putting out? Uh, let's see. I do three signs and I have a flag. Okay. And then I'll update the rider outside the house too. Okay, good. Jacob. Three signs as well. At least three. Okay. Well, I told you earlier, I got 50 signs in my garage, but <laughs> some of them are those, you know, the cheaper, the point, yeah. you know, whatever. Directionals. And then, yeah, I got about six of the metal ones and I got one, one flag. Uh, you know, I, you probably can't put too many, I think may find a major intersection and, yes. you know, maybe, maybe a couple major intersections pointing from both directions. So yeah. a lot of times that might be more than three, um, three signs, but I would yeah. certainly have more on hand. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I think the, the key part is then again, driving foot traffic to you where are people going to see your signs that maybe didn't see a social media post or didn't get invited because they're the neighbor or whatever you want to draw people in. Um, how about any um, type of videos or other kind of social marketing, Jacob? What are what else are you doing before to drive traffic? That's exactly what I was going to bring up next. Um, I think videos are very important. I think especially, you know, we talk and have been talking about for so long that short form vertical video. Okay. Uh, the exposure for that can be so big um, for something that takes such little time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very worth doing. Um, I think it can get people excited. We talk about early exposure and getting people in an open house right away. And I think a video can help uh, let people know they're interested. And I think overlaying that with the proper ads, like Jen had mentioned, I know it's a little more difficult to do. Yeah, scale that size of the, yeah, the radius, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, it's a little more difficult to do because of, um, new housing laws or whatnot, yeah, but, yeah. um, either way, I think you can use your hashtags to generate, um, things about the neighborhood and the city and all of that stuff. So, um, that has had good success for, for me, uh, yeah. especially that short form video. Good. And I think it depends, like who, think about who the people might be that are going to be drawn to this type of house, right? So you might want to have some strategy on what platforms you're using or those kinds of things, depending on who you think may be walking into this house. So that's good. Um, okay. During, um, marketing during, is there anything you're doing like, right? Like, so the day of, I maybe, hopefully I'm putting my signs out before at least a few hours, if not the, the night before. Um, but just kind of during, like right when I get there, what are some things marketing wise? Is there anything extra I'm doing marketing wise right when I get there? Well, you know, we talk about staging. I mean, I think the first thing you do is make sure people buy on emotions, sight, sound, smells, all those Good. things matter. Okay. Uh, we had an open house yesterday and it smelled like cat in there. So how can we eliminate <laughs> some of the negative right. uh, things in there? But 
you know, obviously you may stage homes ahead of time, but when I'm going for an open house, making sure all the lights are on, okay. you know, maybe it's music, maybe it's baking cookies. I don't, uh, you're not, it's necessarily been 20 doing years that. since I baked anything, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if I was a baker, um, so, you know, different things like that. Cause again, people, people are emotional beings and they buy on emotion. And so how can I make this feel like home to them? from that sense. And then, you know, I mean, sign in uh, somewhere. If my, if this is lead gen, then there right. should be a sign in, Yeah. Uh, you know, open house pro might be a, a, a great tool, you know, maybe the old school, just sheet of paper and they're writing their names in, but we need to direct them to, uh, to let them know the seller wants them to, to sign in there. So, okay. Um, I'm going to have all of you kind of share your, your best way to get people to sign in, whether, whatever it may be, I'm going to have you all share. So Kyle, I'm going to you first, then I'm going to go around. So be ready. Yeah. How do you get people to sign in? Yeah, that's where I start. Greet them at the front door. Say, Hey, first thing sellers want you to do. I put it back on the sellers. Mm-hmm. They want to know who's in their home. So if you would just make sure you sign in there, uh, so we can just know who was through the house today. We'd really appreciate it. I will put one name. So if it's a written one, I'll put one name yeah. at the top, yeah. you know, and already have someone who is signed in. Social proof, get yeah. somebody, yeah. somebody yeah. else has done it. Now someone else do it. done it, you can do it. Okay. So um, if it's a piece of paper, that's what we're doing. So if it's, you're using an iPad, Open Home Pro or something else, then I, I would just hand it to them and have them sign in. Okay, good. Jacob, what's your, what's, how do you get people to sign in? I must have learned that from oh. you, Kyle, because yeah. I do exactly <laughs> the same okay. thing. Okay, okay. What works for you? Do you do the electronic version or do you do the paper version? I what do works paper. Better? Yeah. Okay. Good. Jen, how about you? Yep. I'll do paper. Um, and then I will actually write it in if I'm talking to them. I try to get their emails. Sometimes I've not been able to read what they're writing. So yeah. I will just confirm and say, hey, I'd love to send you some information about this house or whatever we have coming up. Um, and I'll get that information that way, just something of value to give to them later. So Good. that's how I, like I get that. the info. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you if you have something they actually need, that's <laughs> another reason to act- get real accurate information, potentially write it in yourself um, and or them. I heard some creative ideas on the class. So if you haven't checked out um, the class that we did last week, some people have some creative ideas on how to use QR codes, how to have some clipboard sign in as far as like get them involved in the walking through the house so they can get some feedback from those people. Um, yeah, so just some really good ideas on that class as well. So that works. How about after? I want to talk a little bit more about, um, we. let's assume that we got some, you know, names and emails and phone numbers, whatever we were able to get. What are we doing after? And we'll talk, we're going to close with just some other conversations and dialogues on how we can convert these people to p- potentially being clients. Um, but how are we following up with these people? What are we doing after the open house? Jacob, why don't you start up for me? Yeah, I think the quicker, the better um, okay. after an open house. Uh, I mean, sometimes if it's vacant, I'll even just stay there and text them and say, thanks for stopping by. Good. Um, I think that does a, a lot for them, especially if you had a good conversation with them to just connect with them quickly, Yeah. Um, try and figure out what they want and let them know you appreciate them stopping by. So quicker, the better. And then I think at that point, again, the people who are coming through an open house vary widely. So if you know, if you have a good conversation with them and know what they want, I always fill out some notes after that as well, right away. Um, So that, hey, they like this community, this, you know, townhomes only in this community. Let's follow up with them when a new one comes on the market. That's really good. I was just thinking the same thing on that. I I always try to take really fast notes before they left. I mean, you never know what your timeline is going to look like, right? But even about if their kids walk through the house, if I could write down their kids' names or if I know they have pets or if you can connect with them on another level, it was really good to have that extra set of notes. How about you, Kyle? What are you doing afterwards? Um, Kind of just follow up um, other marketing after the open house? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, all the money's in the follow-up. So I think Jacob's right is the quicker you can follow up, the better. And then to continue to follow up because people don't always respond right away. Yeah. But, you know, my goal is always if I go an open house and have one, one prospect, Good. you know, potential Super client. Super solid, yeah. I mean, like, 
I feel I walk away with a lot of success if, if that's how my day ends. So, you know, follow up uh, until there's a reason not to follow up. Yeah, tell the reason. No, until you no longer have new information to share, right? That's I think right. that's what Rogers is yeah, similar that to good. that. Um, Jen, how about you? What's follow up? What's what's post-marketing plan look like? Yep. So whatever information I've gotten from them, whether it's a phone number or an email, depending on how they prefer to be communicated with, um, getting back to them that same day and just a thanks for coming out. Um, and then also I do some cards to the neighborhood afterwards. Okay. So like in our, our new construction areas, I have previous clients or people who oh, have bought that. from us. So I will send them a note just to let them know of the pro- um progress on yeah. the newer homes that's cool i like I, that i think one thing you, you should do if that's a solid lead you know your crm that's somebody that should be one of the first things you do is you add them yes to your, to CRM, your list of something to your yeah. list yeah uh, absolutely and whether we use chime or Moxie yeah. or whatever you might yeah. use but they are they're added right away so yeah i i usually for me i do it with what i think would be a a solid lead so if yeah. i got five people coming in this guy never gave me the time of day you know i, I don't know more, more I want to connect with people who yeah. want to connect with me. Yeah, so. more effort on maybe one area yes. or the other, but yeah. they should definitely go into your list. Um, yes, I agree with that. The money's in the follow-up. I agree with Kyle's statement there. Um, giving some personal or if some sort of follow-up, like Jen, I mean, sure, there's even times in new construction where they've asked you a question, like go follow up with that answer, right? Give them that follow-up. And to me, what do buyers buy want? Do they want a house, right? So I'm going to try to follow up with as many other houses, like Jacob said earlier, on if I know they want only this neighborhood, I'm going to do my best to follow up with those opportunities in that neighborhood. So good. Um, before we come on, uh, go on to some more dialogues, just having conversations with people and working them down the funnel and converting. Um, best marketing tip, best thing that's um, worked for you really well with marketing for open houses. Um, anything final on marketing? Anybody? You better make sure that is listed everywhere it can be listed. So, you know, it's great to, you know, talk to your ASC and say, hey, we're going to do an open, but you better double check. Zillow would be my number one place I want it on because I think that's getting most traffic. But realtor.com, you know, your Facebook, anywhere you can put that that thing is open on Sunday. Good. You better make sure it's in there. So uh, that's where most of your traffic is going to come from. Good. So, yeah, I mean, the ASCs do a lot of the work for you, but don't let that be it. Make sure it's actually getting to where where it needs to be. Okay. Jacob? I agree with everything and just like Kyle and I think overlaying that with the video thing, like I'd mentioned earlier, I think that was uh, really successful. It's worked really well for you. Okay, cool. Anything else, Jen? Yeah, um, just getting in the neighborhood and especially when you're putting out signs, maybe go double check on them. Uh, This time of year, especially, (laughs) it seems like everybody's just out in their yards and you can wave and say hi, be friendly and kind of, you know, get get them recognizing what you're out there doing. Okay, that's good. Connect with the people around there. Good. All right, let's talk about conversations to convert, right? So again, if we're doing this for a lead generation strategy, um, what are some um, in the moment, I guess, type conversations that you're having that have worked really well for you to potentially convert them? Like you said, Kyle, if it's my goal to walk away with at least one really solid, like what's some of that dialogue or conversation typically look like that makes that person more solid like how do you how do you know what do you well, say it's it starts with connecting and finding that common ground like you you mentioned earlier about kids names mm-hmm. other things you may know about them well man if i can connect on a personal level somewhere before i connect on a you know a business real estate level i think i'm always better off so i i I don't, you know, I'm not coming in strong, like, you guys ready to buy this house? Or, have you seen any other houses? Are you <laughs> not, pretty Not being a super pushy salesperson. <laughs> yeah, right. And so okay. start very casual and see if I can make a friend before I make a sale. I and like that. <clears throat> so uh, certainly there's then conversation that you should have, you know, how long you've been looking for a home. Good. Um, you know, I've, you know, you talk to 
fi- the financing end. Are you working with another agent? Yeah. Certainly something I want to know. And yeah. it's, it's not like I rattle off all these conversations, but through the course of the, you know, 10, 15 minutes they're there, you know, there are questions that are going to come up because, you know, they're all uh, valuable um, uh, information for me. So. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of helps lead the next parts of the conversation. Yeah. Um, Jen, I'll go to you next. What other um, conversations or dialogues have you found or, you know, kind of what's your goal when trying to establish where these leads, prospects, clients are at? Yep. Just try to build rapport. So I'm asking how they heard about the open house, you know, okay. what brings them out? Are they shopping for themselves or parents, somebody that's downsizing, you know, if they're, if they're, um, where they're at in their search, if they've been looking for a while, or if this is something that just on a whim, they saw signs to come over. Okay, good. All right, Jacob, what else? Um, I'll second what Kyle said. I think the, my main priority is just connecting with them on a personal level. I think pushing them on business or following them around the open house and tailing <laughs> them is not what you want to do, okay. especially right away. Okay. Um, so even if that means it's Sunday at uh, during the fall and you have a football game on and someone walks in wearing a jersey, it's like connect with them yeah. on a personal level first. Yeah. Um, I think it makes you more comfortable, makes them more comfortable. And then you can kind of figure out slowly but surely, the, you know, asking the right questions. I think uh, for me to figure out what their motivation is. Good. Um, you know, are they just stopping by because they're in the neighborhood or are yeah. they looking for this exact thing and it right. worked out? Are they looking at 10 different open houses today right. just to figure out what's in the market, you know? Yeah. Um, figuring out what motivates them and why they're out there. And like Jen said, are they shopping for themselves or for other people? Yeah. Um, all those types of questions to figure out what they're truly motivated by is going to give you the most answers to, and the most information to follow yeah. up on. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And to me, that all goes back to your market research too. Like, cause they've, they, when you start asking these questions, you're going to get legitimate answers from them and you want to know, and they're going to ask more questions too. And, um, you know, Hey, we were looking at this one. You kind of want to know what they've been looking at too, if you can kind of relate that and have done your market research. So, um, Typical, if they're not, Kyle, you said one super solid lead from an open house and you feel like you had a successful open. Um, If they are colder-ish, maybe I didn't have that super strong, how long does it typically take to incubate an open house lead? Or do you have any kind of idea on that conversion? How long do I need to kind of give these people, typically, that people that walk into opens? I think everybody's different in their journey. I mean, we work a lot online leads and it's no different. Right. Um, But they are started the process of yes. actually looking. Yeah. So it tells me something about them. Right. Like there's at least some sort of interest level. Yeah. Uh, and so depending on the connection there, I mean, you know, again, we use Chime. I mean, you can put it a long-term lead follow-up that's okay. more like set and forget. Uh, you know, the conversion percentage drops quite a bit in something like that. Right. So um, I, I don't have a magic, like, yeah. hey, here's long it takes yeah. because everybody's different. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Jen, Jacob, do you have a kind of anything? I mean, what do you tip? I mean, again, it is all over the place. I completely agree with that, with that answer. But is there anything that you kind of have seen that seems kind of like a normal average timeline? <laughs> I feel like more, a lot of them are longer term. Okay. In the sense that I've, a lot of the conversations I feel like I'm having with people are that they're just starting to look okay, or they're good. just trying to figure out what's in the market. And yeah. so, um, I think that might be a good thing, though, because it gives you an opportunity to catch them on the front end. Yeah, that's um, good. Hopefully, by the time they're seriously interested, they're talking to an agent and scheduling you showings get, through and You them. get to be that person. Yeah, <laughs> and so hopefully you can catch them on the front end of that. Okay, so. good. I like that. I would I would agree. Um, reminds me, um, they're in their research phase or in their learning phase. A lot of times people are going through the opens. They're either further in the process, but a lot of times they can be just kind of in that beginning learning stage. Jen, anything else to add there? 
No, I don't have anything. Okay, that's okay. (laughs) That's totally okay. All right. So um, we are going to wrap up today. Um, What advice, I'm going to have each of you answer this question. Um, What advice would you give to um, a newer agent or somebody that's just shifting their spokes, shifting their lead generation strategy? Um, What would be kind of that number one piece of advice um, as they're starting their, like, I'm going to do opens as a spoke, as an intentional lead generation part or part of my lead generation plan? Um, What would be like that number one piece of advice that you'd give them, Jen? Um, consistency and then the follow-up. So if they're doing drip campaigns or handwritten notes, but the consistency and then the follow-up. Good. Okay. Jacob. I'm going to second consistency and then, uh, just touch on what we talked about earlier. Again, it's just making a personal connection. I think making the open house fun, turning on music. I mean, even if it's a candle, whatever it is, I think <laughs> making sure people are comfortable, they'll, yeah. uh, want to work with you a little bit more than if, you know, it smells like cat pee. Maybe. So, um, <laughs> it does help. <laughs> yeah, I think just be consistent with it. Hammer them out, you know, uh, post in the Facebook group as simple as it is. Um, yeah. You'll find open houses. So Okay, good. Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I think open houses, especially as a new agent, gives you so much uh, activity uh, yeah. to work on and practice. You good. think about the marketing side of thing that goes into it ahead of time. You think about the sales skills that happens at an open house. <clears throat> you know, yeah. so I... I may I not walk away with a client, but it's an opportunity as an, an agent to actually be talking to real live people yes. who are yeah. thinking of buying or selling a house. So there's a lot that you can learn, even if you don't walk away with, oh, I sold a house today. I have a new client today. Uh, you know, Jay and Jordan just did, uh, Chris Caramani had that Riverbend tour, oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah. house on Riverbend there tour. There was tons of people. There's like, you know, we, we were there Sunday 10 to 4, and I think 300 people came yeah. through that door. Now, it's hard to know who's actual buyer, who's actual you know, out of you know, looking, but, but there's so much to, you know, just the practice of an open house, the yeah. conversations at an open house. Uh, so as far as the sales skills wise and the marketing side of yeah. things, I think just doing it, yeah. uh, you know, and they talked both said consistency, but yeah. you know, if I spend a hundred dollars on Zillow, something's probably not going to happen. But if I buy into it more and I do it more, well, something's going to happen. So if yeah. I set, I'm going to do three open houses a month you know what, maybe only one of the three I walk away with a, with a lead from, right. but I think the more I do it, the yes. more I get out of it. So get your reps in. Like I've, yeah. we've definitely heard that. Get your reps in, hone your skills. Practice. Even, even if no one ends up coming into that open house, if you did your research and your homework, that did make you a better agent in the long well, run. Well, and you got yourself in front of people if you marketed it right too. So Absolutely. And, you know, there's other benefits to it. Okay. You learn what you're doing wrong, the more you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. And you can't learn unless you actually try it in this business, right? True. Yes. <laughs> so, so true. true. All right, guys, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.